And welcome back, guys, to an episode of Geeks and Turns. It's me, your boy Eli. It's me, Joe. And we're here to talk about Wakanda Forever. Like, well, basically, Black Panther 2. Yeah, Black uh, Panther, Wakanda Forever. And you know how usually it is? It's, uh, we got to give one of the reviews before we talk about that. It's, this is the most recent film from Marvel. It's the last one of the year. An end to phase five, as they say, uh, four? Yeah, yeah phase four. four. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting ahead of ourselves. You know? I'm thinking about three years later. Um, but yeah, so is the, this is the end of this phase. Uh, and this is, I think this is the last comic book movie of the year. I think it might be. Yeah. And uh, this is the first movie with no Chadwick Boseman, as we, as we unfortunately lost him in 2020 uh, due to his... Uh, Battle of Cancer. It was, uh, I believe, colon cancer. Yeah, it was. It was colon. So um, this movie, and I'll say this right now uh, before we get into our, uh, you know, our one minute reviews. Uh, this impacts it very much well. Uh, but yeah, this is the recent film from uh, Marvel Studios. Ryan Coogler is directing it. Uh, best known for Creed, Fruitvale Base Station, and the first Black Panther. So a lot of the things I just said are going to be very key into what we're going to talk about in our review and our later discussion of the movie. So, just a heads up. Do you want anything to add before we talk about a review? Um, I, I, no, I, um, not really. No, I think that we can jump in because uh, there, I think I can talk a bit more about uh, this movie because I really, uh, not to give much away, but I really did like uh, how how well this movie was was made. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, we can uh, start the one minute review. Yeah, uh, I mean, also we have forgot to mention this is our introduction to Namor who. Uh, in the comics, is the first mutant and all that uh, good stuff. King of Atlantis. So there's there's a lot of interesting things going on in this movie. Um, I'll say I'm kind of, I was at first uh, concerned on whether or not they were able to make it, but it looks like they did. Yeah, because I think it was a uh, there was a lot of rumors of how how they were gonna handle Namor mm-hmm. in this movie. I had issues. Yeah, I think we had an episode where we talked about some of the some of the, the new designs mm-hmm. or whatever, and we were very much like. Is, can this work you mm-hmm. know kind of thing and uh again not to get too much away but uh, i i think it, it it turned out pretty well all right joy so uh, now we're gonna start our one minute reviews as you know this is how it works we give our one minute thoughts on the film at the end of the episode we give our full thought our you know our review but or you know, we go a bit more deeper on, on certain topics and yes stuff. yeah so this is gonna be the quick nitty-gritty of what our thoughts on the movie is and then we go into an explanation at the end of the, end of the episode we tend to give our uh score so joy you start us off all right so black panther wakanda forever is probably one of the most anticipated sequels because of the circumstances surrounding chadwick boseman and uh sort of like the question of who gets to pick up the role of the black panther and yeah it's a film that very much delves in sort of the uh grief process as a whole all these characters you know are very affected by the passing of the black of of t'challa and they have to move on and go you know figure out some way to like keep together as there's like a new threat uh i really like the uh the story that was told the various themes that the movie had i think the one thing i would say about the movie that i didn't really that felt like could have been a bit better was uh the cgi but that seems to be sort of a growing trend with recent marvel stuff but overall uh i really enjoyed the movie and i think it, it's a very solid uh sort of conclusion of the black panther story so far all right you made it just in time all right so it's uh, my turn to say um black panther wakanda forever is a movie that deals with grief and it is written with shades of the passing of chavik boseman you can tell 
that when writing this movie that he that the passing of Chadwick Boseman was in the minds of the writers and even in the actors themselves there are moments where you will see almost them talking about T'Challa but you can kind of see it being more about Chadwick and that's sort of the biggest uh compliment I have for the movie uh Tino Fuerta's uh Namor is probably one of the best characters to put on put on screen brought into life with uh, the ideas of Mayan culture and yeah no this is one of the more emotional Marvel movies I think it's going to be up there in one of the best Marvel films since maybe Infinity War and Art Endgame if you would like to argue that maybe No Way Home and this movie deals a lot with emotional grief and that's the strongest point of this film and I'll talk about that more now <laughs> so where do you want to start <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, let's start, I think, um, no, let's, I think we can definitely start with sort of, uh, like, yeah, you know, how, uh, how all the characters sort of, uh, deal with T'Challa's passing, mm-hmm. um, because that's, like, definitely one of the... So uh, the we... movie literally starts off with, like, like, them trying to, you know, the, the, literally the funeral of 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 T'Challa, mm-hmm. it's that's where the movie begins. This is a time of mourning, and so everyone's getting together and sort of you know taking their time to grieve. And obviously, when it comes to grief and when you lose a loved one, it does not take you know very long for someone to be um, in an emotional state. And oftentimes, that's the you know it takes them a while to cope with that and that is the central theme throughout this movie yeah because shuri's whole character arc is very much in sort of that style of like uh i could you know i try my best to save my brother because they do sort of they don't say how how he dies but it's no no no. it's due to some form of illness Mm -hmm. which you know i think it you know it harkens back to what you're saying like there's shades of like like actual real life Mm-hmm. When it comes to how you know how they talk about uh, T'Challa's character, you know, and it may being related a lot to Chadwick Boseman, um, and yeah, she sort of uh, gets sort of more or less she hunkers down and just works in her lab, and that's sort of mm-hmm. her way of coping. But uh, her mother, the Queen Ramonda, mm-hmm. uh, has sort of had to you know claw you know get back you know be on the throne again and having to deal with a lot of the international stuff that goes on. Obviously, uh, she's very much like, you know, you people still want our, our vibranium. That's not going to happen. You know, not under my watch. Yeah. Not under my watch. Our King, our black Panther is gone, but just because he's gone, doesn't mean Wakanda is weak. We will continue to be who we are. And that's sort of, uh, her way of kind of like, having to uh, process her grief is to try to be the strong leader of Wakanda and like sort of move forward with the memories of her son mm-hmm. with her and stuff. And it's funny, like we were talking about how, you know, this was written with shades of Chadwick Boseman's past, uh, I'm uh, passing. And so, you know, there's a lot of things where you're like, Oh, that's, that's, that's basically chat. You know, they wrote that, like I said, we were talking about like he died of mysterious disease um, they don't specify what it is, but like if you think of Chadwick, because it starts off with an homage to Chadwick, like the Marvel Studios logo starts, you know, going all, you know, in honor of Chadwick Boseman, 
Um, and then you're like, oh, this is this is that moment. Okay, I know what you guys are doing. You didn't have to explain. You just gotta know, like, yeah, this is. It doesn't really matter how he died, and not how he died. Like, what was the name of the disease? But it's all about people's, um, you know, going through the grieving process, right? Mm-hmm. Accepting and all this and all this stuff. Because like every character that has a, a attachment to T'Challa has spoken about T'Challa in a way that, you know. Whether or not it was written that way, but like it, it's written like, yeah, this is you know we miss him, this is what he meant to us, and now I feel like not only was that the characters themselves saying that, but it was the actors themselves as well, because there are moments where I'm like, oh, that is like such a good like that is such a good emotional moment, and it's like, oh, there's a moment where I'm like, I, it was with Winston Duke's character where he's talking to um, Shuri about you know what his brother meant to her. And it's have there was a moment I'm like, man, I, I feel like he's also talking about Chadwick. <laughs> so it's like, I, like I'm not kidding when I say there are moments where like, you know, this is written with Chadwick in mind. Yeah, and I believe that helps to give out a lot of uh, good performances because mm-hmm. uh, I feel oftentimes um, when it comes to uh, acting and stuff, you know, a lot of actors sort of like try to get themselves in sort of the mind of how they want to do it, that or like try to get themselves like they think about things to like get themselves in the right emotion Mm. for the scene um and obviously when it comes to a good chunk of this movie i definitely feel like a lot of people a lot of the actors sort of brought their a-game mainly because they're sort of thinking you know they had you know chadwick's death in mind i believe you know it feels like it's like you know both they and the characters are both grieving (laughs) through uh the passing of you know, for the actors, a great friend, a colleague, and for the characters, you know, you know, beloved icon. Yeah. So it, it's, it, it causes that sort of, like, interesting sort of, like, uh, melding of, like, what is, you know, where does, like, the movie, where does, like, the acting end and when does the real emotions come out? Yeah. You know? And there are a lot of moments where we, it does feel like, okay, this feels kind of, like, seriously kind of like like a genuine reaction you know Mm. especially in that beginning sequence when it's sort of like you know when like the news is laid out it's like oh shit (laughs) yeah it it almost feels like they essentially recreated themselves having to like themselves learning about what happened yeah because when chadwick passed away no one knew no one from marvel knew well yeah no one at marvel i think neither i think most of the actors didn't know that he was battling uh cancer because he never really wanted to bring it up mm. you know he didn't want people to worry about it which i mean is it's very very mm. admirable i guess for yeah. you know you don't want like your colleagues or your friends and ironically there's it. a moment where you're even like there's a moment where, like yeah, he didn't want you guys to know about this thing so uh we kept it in secret but you know it's it's, it's so, so you'll, you'll see when i when we get there but like it's such this is such an honor to him and i know some people were at First, we're wondering, and damn, that's really hard. Um, we're wondering, like, oh, is this going to be exploiting of, of of Chadwick's death? But it's not. It is probably one of the most, like, you know, emotional things we've seen in from a comic book movie. <laughs> yeah, like it definitely. You know, there is a lot of emotion to it, um, but there's and- also a lot of honoring. Like, this is what he meant to us. Like, this is what he meant to, you know, not fans of not only of Black Panther, but as an icon for a community. 
Yeah, and as well as like uh, you know, everyone on set probably you mm-hmm. know they they all sort of were like you know like yeah this sort of like this movie is basically for Chadwick. Um, so you you know it's it's very mm-hmm. you know I definitely can see sort of that all that stuff getting played out through how the characters uh, respond in various situations throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're about to get emotional right now. I can feel it. Uh, the, the weather itself is crying. Uh, oh yeah, if uh, I mean, granted, you can't see it in the video version, but you might be able to hear in the audio. There is quite a bit of rain. Yeah, rain, outside. Rain, rain's getting crazy now. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's move on to uh, an introduction of a new character, uh, Namor, played by Techno Huerta. Hope I said that right. I know. Uh, so it's a very interesting name for uh, for someone in Mexico. Um, so obviously, though, they changed name more to be more Mesoamerican in this adaptation. Mm-hmm. And in the same way, I feel that people uh, felt that you know the first Black Panther was very honoring of you know African culture and you know a lot of the things that went into it, the design. God damn, do I feel that I feel that way with this one? Personally, me as a as a Latin as someone who who is uh of from that culture, the, of, the, of, yeah, <laughs> like of uh, Latin America, yeah, yeah, like it, it is because uh, I think at the time when we were hearing these rumors of how uh, Namor was being mm. planned out and stuff, it, it was very sort of like a can this work? Because mm-hmm. because I think I remember at the time I was saying like I feel like half the reason why they're doing it is to sort of like differentiate. Uh, Namor from uh, Aquaman, and they did do that, mm-hmm. and they did it in a way where it's like n- very unique to it and make it very different than say what Aquaman was, because I think Aquaman gave you like the very cool, distinct look, while Namor gave you the the culture, like you felt that was very like culture bound. There was a lot of stuff that was like, oh yeah, no, I I can relate to this. I see a bit of myself in this. Yeah, I uh, it's sort of kind of cool just seeing sort of the set design mm-hmm. and the, how the co- like the costumes look because mm-hmm. you know it's just seeing it seeing it all in like emotion definitely is pretty cool. And Namor himself is a very uh, interesting character. Yes, he I feel he is sli- he's a little more sympathetic in this than in the comics because like I'm gonna be honest in the comics Namor's a fucking dick. <laughs> yeah, like he he is like a textbook antihero. Sort yeah. of a character. He's very much like you know. He's does things his own way. You know, he sort of like kind of has it out for the, the surface world. You know, he wants to protect he, his own. He has killed enough people to be like, nah, dude, we ain't cool. Yeah, like that. That's how bad he it can be. It's like it's funny because in the comics, I can't remember was it if it was an event or not, but he did also like drown Wakanda at one point. Like, just, uh, just uh, cause, like, a giant, like, tsunami yeah. or whatever. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's like, man, you would... <laughs> yeah, and, you know, um, they do, of course, drop the one, like, major lore bit of Namor. Mm-hmm. They, they, they sort of, uh, they put that in the movie. Like, they straight up just, he straight up just says it. If you, if you know what we're talking about... You'll know. You'll know. So, Yeah. Uh, it's uh, neat to know that that's pretty much out there, straight up. Because, uh, you know, we they've, been, we they've been teasing stuff about that certain uh, part of the Marvel Universe. 
And now uh, to just have it just straight up be out there, mm-hmm. just fully, just yeah, we're we're uh, we might be getting. I I fully expect within like maybe a year or two from now, uh, some major stuff on that side of the Marvel universe to be announced. But yeah, that's just me. Mm. No, I t- totally agree. Um, I think also the thing the the cool thing about it is that they re- like I said they really put eff- uh, attention to detail. And a lot of stuff like that. Like, they even had their own little, like, uh, you know, Wakanda Forever where they crossed their arms. Yeah, like their own little, like, salute. Like, yeah. Yeah, Wakanda, the Wakandans do this for, like, the Wakanda Forever thing. Uh, Namor and his sort of uh, people have their own sort of, like, gesture or salute kind of thing. Yeah, uh, it's like, a, a, people have called it a Kamehameha. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, they do their hands like yeah. that, like, mm-hmm. as a greeting, like, oh, yes, do this, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, it, you know, you can see it online on, like, social media and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, they've talked about it before. I think it goes by, like, uh, Liketulukan. Yeah, which is, like, which also, the, that is an interesting thing because, uh, they are sort of very, like, Mayan-inspired, so mm-hmm. they speak, uh, They're not Aztec, they're Mayan. Yeah, I mean, there is a difference. Yeah. Um, so they, they speak that language, you know, the Mayan language, mm-hmm. you know, so it is kind of neat to have, like, now, granted, I don't know how how accurate it is. Yeah. But it does seem like they probably went out of their way to try to make it sound a little authentic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, granted, obviously, I don't know the Mayan language. No, no, no. We're not that from that part of Mexico. No. <laughs> We're a little north above it, and then there's also the northern. Uh, quick note, if you guys don't know, there's a lot of different tribes, uh, ancient, like old, uh, I wouldn't say tribes, but like... There's a lot of different, like, Mesoamerican cultures uh that were around within like from mexico to like central america stuff Mm -hmm. the mayans were very like near the yucatan peninsula like the southern border like stuff like uh very rainforesty while Mm -hmm. like say the aztecs were more in like the central part of mexico yeah and then you got like shit like the toltecs then there's the olmecs and that's just like you know they built the giant heads what's up with that yeah and then you got the nawas are up all the way uh the nawas are up in north yeah, you know, so, yeah, there is a, it is a, you know, obviously. But I do like the fact that they were, that there's at least a sufficient detail that know, like, hey, these are Mayans. These are, the, the, this is where they're at. Yeah. This is where they are. This is their call sign now. <laughs> Which I like. I, I also kind of find it funny how everyone was, I guess earlier, we were complaining about, like, oh, it's just Kong Ha. Bro, they made Dragon Ball Z super popular in Mexico right now. Goku's basically Mexican. Well, <laughs> I, I, that, is, that, uh, that is sort of a running joke within the Dragon Ball community. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, I do think... Granted, I'm not sure... <laughs> I, I would find it very funny if Ryan Coogler was like, Oh, yeah, that was intentional. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I, no, it, it was made by the, the actors. Oh, so, the actors themselves. Yes. So they, okay. they, they, they're like, we need our own. And so they came up with that. And uh, and I'm just in my mind, I was like, Oh, come on, we all know why you did that. No, listen. They haven't said it yet because, obviously... Toei is gonna sue them for you know, for copyright. Fair enough. So we won't talk about it. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> listen. Toei likes to destroy anything that even like tries to do anything with Dragon Ball Z stuff. I mean, look what mm-hmm. happened to the those uh, Dragon Ball Z bridge guys. And that's when we're done. Next <laughs> <laughs> thing you know, they're gonna shut us down. Um, but yeah, uh, Namor. Like I said, he's much more sympathetic in this one, while still being kind of a you know an ass. He he's definitely the antagonist, but he's not. A villain. He's, he's not. He is an antagonist. They give him very like uh, understandable motivation for why he is very much uh, 
against the surface world mm-hmm. and also like you know you know like if you're not with me you're against me kind of thing yeah because because if it, it, it all comes back down to like the idea of like you know these people want our resources help me stop them no we can't be involved well then screw you yeah and so that's uh, that's basically namor's like whole character arc it's like also a little more deeper as to like why he is the way he is why he has no trust for those of in the in the surface world which i'm like all right that's cool that's cool um another character they introduced was riri williams who is sort of the female iron man well she's not the first one but she she is 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 the current popular one yeah i i was gonna say she is a uh She's definitely one of one of the newer characters that was introduced in Marvel a couple years ago, right? Like at least 2014, 2015. Yeah, so she's one she's definitely a newer age hero and her whole thing is that um, she is a college student that uh mm-hmm. pretty much is super smart has like pretty much re- pretty much uh, kind of figured out to, how to make her own like little Iron Man suit. And uh, she's actually she is she will be getting her own show on Disney Plus Ironheart that comes out. I have no idea when, but it, it, it's gonna come out. Um, but yeah, she was interesting. Um, yeah, she. I, so I think we both had this idea that she might be shoehorned in, considering how much like stuff was going on. But I think you said it yourself she was not at. She was actually you know integrated really well into the story. Yeah, because, you know, like, they give a decent explanation as to, one, why she's in the movie, and more or less, two, of, like, okay, I can see how she's willing to, like, you know, be here, be here, and, like, her whole thing. Mm -hmm. Because, granted, while I don't know much about her from the comics, because she's a newer age character on the level of, like, say, Miss Marvel and stuff... Um, she's a little later than Miss Marvel, mm. but like when her introduction, she's kind of has like a similar idea. Well, they were like she kind of figured out how to do art, uh, you know, Stark Tech. Um, she kind of like you know, I don't remember. She, did she hack? Like she like Tony discovered her and he was like impressed. That's all I remember. And that's when like he took her under his wing and then like Tony kind of quote unquote died, or you know coma. <laughs> And, uh, she became the Invincible Iron Man. Well, kind of. They, she, her name was Ironheart, but the book was called The Invincible Iron Man. And I swear, like, the first time she showed up, it was, like, featuring Ironheart. I'm like, that's eh, lame. Yeah, like, I guess if you wanted to, like, promote a new character, just give her her own, like, comic book series, not her, have her be, like, just sort of hanging well, out while Iron Man's in a coma. Well, no, it's, like, she's supposed to be the main character. But it's still called... The Invincible Iron Man. Yeah. And then I swear the first issue was like featuring Ironheart. Mm. So it was still under his number. Yeah. So like it was, it was like weirdly carried by Iron Man. Yeah. Like it's supposed to be her own book. Because here's, I mean, because I know, uh, I mean, I do like, yeah, I guess I think I said earlier, I do like how she's sort of integrated. Yeah. Uh, and I do feel like she's not as annoying as I thought she might be because there's always that, that inkling that like, because like she she looked like she was gonna be forced in onto this movie or like you know it, like how are you gonna fit her in? Oh, I hope she doesn't become like an annoying psychic. And she's not. She's a very like enjoyable character, and she has a lot of, and she's a lot of fun to be with. Uh, yeah, I would say that she's very uh, like I think yeah they they do they do quite a bit to like make it seem like realistic. I mean, I guess in terms of a comic book universe of like 
oh yeah now she uh yeah she was able to like sort of not reverse engineer but sort of just figure out how how these things could work because mm. i think when we see her like first iteration of her like little iron man suit it's it's slightly more advanced it's it's not even like uh like how tony used like iron first iron man suit mm-hmm. it's just kind of like the framework of like a flight suit with like a little gun and then obviously like she gets a little bit more help from uh the wakandans to make a much more cooler better suit um so yeah that is sort of an interesting thing of like having her be there and uh you know like i said not being like super forced which you know i think that that works mm-hmm. especially for a character that is going to get their own like sort of a spin-off show and i do wonder how interesting they'll handle that uh, considering sort of the events of what happens with her at the end of the movie um regarding like you know, just you know her status and like mm-hmm. kind of like how uh hey she went off the ra- uh, off the radar for a little bit <laughs> i wonder what happened to her yeah it's like and she's back now okay uh what happened really <laughs> yeah but, but i will say they at least established her genius level intellect yeah like Here's I feel like there might be some people out there being like, she's a just college student just learns how to freaking build her own Iron Man suit. This is ridiculous, and it's like, well, remember what a certain Obadiah Stane once said? Uh, How the hell did Tony Stark build this Iron Man suit in a cave with a bunch of scraps? (laughs) This is fucking Iron Man. Yeah, because you know he was fucking smart and. yeah, Riri's pretty smart too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So obviously, uh, I think that's about much we can say about Riri. Anyone else? Obviously, I think we can talk about, you know, uh, why am I forgetting her name? Shuri. <laughs> Shuri. Holy crap! I think she, she, her, and her mom are the central point characters. But I think this is mostly Shuri's story. I think I have enough reason to back that up. Oh uh, no! Yeah, definitely. She is definitely the. Uh definitely the central the main character here mm-hmm. and uh it, yeah i think i may have mentioned it earlier but she it is more or less her having to struggle with sort of the loss of her brother mm-hmm. and you know she's mainly just sort of cooks herself in the lab but at the same time she sort of just she she doesn't want to deal with it anyways and she doesn't like want to do it by the means of like how others have done it yeah because like She's not very, like, she's very uh, analytical, like, you know, intelligent person. Mm. And she, she's trying to handle it in that way. But, you know, her mother and, like, various other people are, like, just trying to, like, hey, let, you know, do it through, you know, through our traditions and, like, that sort of thing. It, there's a reason we have it. Yeah. Like, she's always been, like, that sort of character that doesn't, like, really care much for the traditions of her, mm. uh, of wakanda and stuff like even in the first movie she's always been like well it's that line that um um you know winston uh umbaku would have said that's kind of like a, a bit of a meme but also came back you know became like sort of uh the antithesis of like her character arc is that she's someone who scoffs at traditions mm-hmm. a child so she herself does not really believe in these traditional ideals but her mother does and like how she's used it to help her cope with the loss of her son and re- Shuri does not have that. It's- yeah, because I think there is a moment where she's like, "Oh, you know, I, I, uh, Queen Ramonda was like, hey, you know, this is what I do, you know, just to 
cope with it and like i'm gonna you know we're gonna burn the, the funeral clothes and stuff uh, and she's being she herself's being more analytical but i was like no you didn't like that's that's not you know it's not it wasn't like oh i can hear your brother in the wind and all that's like no that's not it's not really t'challa that was just your mind just sort of constructing a way to cope you know i'll be honest i was like man can you just let her cope yeah like you know her son your her son your brother died you know i get you know mm-hmm. why can't you let her have that but at the same time it's like yeah you know this character that that's who she is though yeah that she, yeah she's a very analytical person and you know she herself is having a hard time trying to cope yeah and she's not it's not going well for her yeah and especially since if you think about her the opening scene with her and how it's pretty much like yeah no that makes sense as to why you are the way you are and why you choosing to maybe not to be as opened up as your mother has been with 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 the passing and obviously like Angela Bass's character uh, Queen Ramanda sh- god damn does she knock it out of the park in some scenes yeah no like I said I think I feel like she the most uh, has a lot of those scenes re- re- like, like referencing or like mentioning T'Challa and she uses that sort of to give it like an, an extra like 110% in some of her scenes yeah you know it's like she steals. I I think she's basically stole the show for a lot of the actors. I'm not saying like the actors can keep up with her, but it's like, damn, like we're, you know what? Just go, just go. Yeah. Take the steam. I don't care. You know what? Like she did not care what the dialogue was. She took it and made it her own. Mm-hmm. I was like, good lord, that was an um, that was a scene. <laughs> You'll know when you get there. Trust me. Uh, and I was like, you know, she's for sure, this is her moment to really, you know, grow as a character. Because, like, she, like I said, you, you, she has to deal with the passing of uh, her brother. But also, what kind of responsibilities does that leave her with? Right? Mm-hmm. And she is stuck into her work and, like, chooses to focus on that more than anything else. And, but she's, like, the main protagonist of the story. It's her changing into essentially becoming more of uh, an adult and, you know, taking on some of those responsibilities that were left behind by her her brother. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a certain scene that really encapsulates that. And I won't say, but you'll know when you see it. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, what else is there to talk about, I feel? I, I, I'll be honest, it's hard for me to think of a negative if we were to go talk about any negatives. Like, the, the, the movie, it's a, it's a long movie, I'll say that. It, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely is a long movie. I, I, but you don't feel it, though. Yeah, I think I uh, I mentioned it slightly earlier in my one-minute review. Uh, mm. The CGI is probably mm-hmm. kind of, I would say, maybe a low point. Because there are a couple of scenes where it does look mm. kind of off. Uh, there was one where I'm pretty sure they're writing up for the final battle, essentially against Namor and stuff. And uh, it just this you know like a overhead like group shot of like all these warriors and it definitely I'm like yeah that's uh, that that definitely looked a little bit unfinished. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's sort of like I think somewhat of a continuing trend within uh, some of the MCU movies and stuff, and it's a it's a, I'm not sure. If, how, if we meant brought it up before, but that you know, it it is sort of a seems like a uh, 
kind of like the consequences of uh, yeah. potentially overworking uh, the various uh, animators and, you know, designers and all those guys that, like, help create all the CGI. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that is going to be, you know, I think that's probably the reason. But I wouldn't say it's as uh, <laughs> jank as the first uh, Black Panther movie because that first one definitely yeah, had... The first one was rough. At points, especially towards the end. Yeah, especially the end between uh, T'Challa and uh, Killmonger, that fight scene. Boy, oh boy, was uh, the CG. I think that was probably the first time when Marvel's uh, CG department did not uh, carry the ball well. They did not. Um, But yeah, I think that might be the only, like, really, like, even then it's still like a nitpick, really. Um, But yeah, no, this movie is, like, it's one of the best Marvel movies in a long time. Yeah, I would probably say like looking back at uh, all the Phase Four movies mm-hmm. uh, we've had, it's definitely up there. Yeah, it's one of the best ones in in a long time. I think it's also one of the ones that were like, if you feel like Marvel movies, and granted, we we I feel like we've been so, uh, a little nice towards some of the Marvel movies but I feel like this is the one that makes you go like no this is no, this is the the quality of Marvel I remember mm-hmm. having being like you know really good movies and really enjoyable as well and I'm glad that you know Black Panther is still continues that trend with with you know the quality of the, these movies and you know like I said it's very emotional there are points where even in my in our theater some people were crying like they were, they were actual tearing up. You almost teared up. Uh, yeah, especially because uh, towards definitely towards the end. Yeah, watch watch the mid credit scene. That's yeah, the mid credit scene definitely gets you. I mean, mm-hmm. it got me a little bit. So, yeah, um, it, mm-hmm. it's it's definitely the the one uh, scene that is very much. Oh yeah, this movie. There was a specific. Uh, mm-hmm. sort of thing with this movie that they're going for, and this is sort of the uh, apex. This is the uh, the, the crescendo moment. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. No. If if like we were saying, this is this is in honor of Chadwick, and it ends in a way that's like, that's one hell of a way to honor him, and not only just him, but also the character. That's they did a good job. Um. So, what would you score this movie then? Um, I would say, looking at, at it, I mm-hmm. I think I would give it a, I think I'm going to go with, like, a 9 out of 10. I, I'm with you there, dude, 9 out of 10. I, 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 I'm always hesitant to get to, like, a 10 out of 10, but, like, a 9 out of 10. This is a real good 9 out of 10. This is one that I feel like, you know, like I said, one of the best Marvel movies. Like for me, you know, Winter Soldier and and uh, and Infinity War, Endgame, No Way Home, and this one are probably one of my top five, you know, Marvel movies. Not not just rank them, but like, just for me, this is like one of the best movies I've seen from, you know, Marvel from Marvel Studios, and just one of the best comic movies in general. So yeah, no, that's that's for me. Do you have any reasons to for you? 
Um, no, yeah, I think uh, I, I agree there. It's just a lot of the it. No, I don't. I don't think the movie. Um, because even if say Chadwick Boseman, you know, was still alive, but for whatever reason could not continue to be uh, T'Challa anymore. So they wrote it to be that he dies in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, with that in mind, I still think the movie works. I feel like for some people, maybe they're like, oh, it's just because the only reason, the only reason people say this movie is because of uh, Chadwick Boseman's death, you know? And while I could maybe see that point in terms of like it enhances the performers mm-hmm. uh, acting in certain scenes, removing that context, I still think this movie just has so much like weight the emotional weight to it mm-hmm. that they really sort of go out all out on that stuff and like getting such a compelling character with namor and, and having him be the antagonist and sort of that sort of divide mm-hmm. you know like see the opposing forces between namor and the wakandans and stuff is a really interesting thing to see and, yeah and so over on the whole, yeah, I, I, it's a very, uh, very good movie, and I really it, enjoyed it. It makes you think about the time when people were like recast T'Challa, right? And obviously, people like Ryan Coogler, Kevin Feige were like, "We're not going to replace him. It's too soon, and we don't want to do that for Chadwick." And this is the reason why, because they wanted to honor him in a way that really like spoke to not only the character he played but like what he meant to a lot of other people and i've said this uh, obviously we said this a bunch of times that this is what the movie's about and thankfully they were able to pull that off in a way that made a, a lot of them they gave us a lot of great emotional moments and you know made us you know feel that we have honor that you know a good way to honor this man who who is no longer with us and it's just a really get great, you know, celebration of this man who, is no, who, like I said, no longer with us. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, that's the episode. Um, this is <laughs> uh, this has been really fun to talk about. Um, that's the end of the comic movie stuff. We'll might come back to talk about this stuff either way. Still, but if you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to follow us on all social media sites: Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Centurions. We're most active on Instagram, and I. And on there, you'll find a link to all the podcast sites we're officially part of, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, all the like. And we'll link to the YouTube for all you all listeners out there who want to put a face to the voice. And a link to the Patreon, which is really just there just to support us in a different way. Uh, and yeah, that's it. Black Panther Wakanda forever. Um, go watch it. That, that's all I gotta say. Mm-hmm. That is that is a movie that you that you definitely should go watch. And yeah, that's it. It's been me, your boy, Eli. It's been me, Joe. You guys have a good one. Peace.